Welcome back, friends, to Visions Failed and Violent. Last episode, our band of young Zotties escaped from the tent, lit ablaze by the unidentified murderers who remained determined to kill the two priests from Luthander's vision. While many of the heroes rushed to put out the flames, Jericho questioned the clown Zani about what he might have witnessed outside the tent. Although Zani did not provide any useful information, his jester counterpart Columbina did return Anton's missing candles, bringing the party one step closer to getting answers from the unconscious, sun-destined man. Desperate for information about whether Luthander's vision meant doom for the Hanataz, the party sought out the advice of Mother Silvenza once again. In addition to finding out that our rogue friend did not have the sight, my character, the attention-avoiding druid Moore, was delighted to find out that her vision from the morning also had nothing to do with the sight. While Mother Silvenza could not provide us with any other answers to our many questions, everyone's favorite youngster, Vezzy, informed Nevis that she knew what direction our attempted murderers headed after they lit fire to our tent. Did I mention more doesn't have the sight? Well, back to the show. Alright, so uh, we left off with Nevis bursting in with Revelation. I was able to talk with Fezzi. She saw the direction that the, the three uh, ruffians had run off to after they lit the tent on fire. More importantly, the the bird that uh, we had seen earlier, she also said it was in the same direction. I don't know if we need to go there directly or if we should stop by and check the body down by the creek, but I have a suspicion that the three priests were one from each of the three deities who are in this particular prophecy. That said, I think time is probably of the essence and that we should race directly to the path. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, but also we should pick up some supplies while we're running to the be heroes, no? Maybe uh, like you're correct. I need to pick up some humber nuts for Vezzi on the way. But beside that... Okay, that's sure. But also maybe like a healing potion or two or three. Uh, M- Mother Savenza... Do you have any scrolls of healing, or could you cast perhaps Goodberry, something we could carry with us as we we go and check out this matter? Old Seer looks for a moment and reaches into a little ornate cupboard just underneath the table with a crystal ball, and she pulls out two glass vials with swirling red liquid inside. I can provide you with this, child. Hopefully it will be of some aid. Uh, Nevitz takes it gratefully and hands one over to Edwale and probably the other one to Luthander. Um, are these healing potions that we know? Or do we know what they are? Get into it, they're healing potions. Okay. Poison. Venomous poison. <laughs> I'm not quite evil enough to give you fake potions. Okay. That would be incredibly funny, but no. All right. Zani mm-hmm. can give you some potions. Zani would love to give you potions. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Lathander, okay. go. Uh, definitely wants to move. No, no humber nuts. Just let's go. Yep. We gotta go. We gotta. I, I've seen the. I've seen the vision. I'm definitely the. Well, I'm definitely agitated about this whole thing. I want to get going. All right going to get going. All right, so who is taking the lead on this little expedition then? I'm Ooh. feeling great about Luthander being the one of the frontline fighters. I feel like that might be why we're doing so well in some of it. When Fezzi described the path, is that a direction that we would all know? Yeah, more or less. Like, if you would based on Fezzi's directions, you could intuit that it is up uh, past the archery range and the skillet arms ring and then beyond that to the woods. I mean, if Dakota's not opposed to upping uh, Adwale's kill count, I would also recommend that Adwale take a jogging lead and we follow behind in hot pursuit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we've got uh, Nevitz, Adwale, Lathander, Jericho, Moore. So then as you uh, dash off in that direction, uh, Nevitz, give me an acrobatics check uh, to weave your way through the crowd as you're taking the lead. Okay. You might have picked the one skill I'm actually decent at. Not a monster. Uh, six on the die for a 12 total. Okay, 12. Okay, so it's a DC, it's a DC 10. So, uh, 
you're able to, to dart your way around the, the larger people, you know, going through the townies without ruffling too many feathers as Adwale stomps behind, you know, the, the ground shaking a bit as he goes through the, the soft straw and mud with Lathander and, and Jericho uh, calling right behind as the a, a cold winter breeze comes through, snowflakes beginning to fall from the clouds above. And more as you're coming up the leap, you hear a, or you're coming up from the rear, you hear a uh, happy barking. It's a, a small dog that has, has run up alongside you with this big expectant look. It's its huge brown eyes looking up at more, trying desperately to, to communicate. Uh, do we have 10 minutes for me to ritual cast? Can I just. Oh, ah. I reach down and pick up the dog, and can I ritual cast while walking, or is that like a standstill activity? Uh, that's going to be something you just stand still for. Um, Adewale, can you carry me while I carry this dog so that I can understand what it's trying to tell me? The dog, the, the moment you pick it up, the dog is it rolls over to its back to expose its belly, and uh, with tongue hanging outside, just looks up at you with utter adoration, a little happy like, don't have time. Um, I reach into my pocket, pull out like a ration, give it to it, give it like a nice little one little pat for good luck, and then I keep running off. Okay. Carrying the dog or dropping the dog? No, I drop the dog. I don't want the dog to die. Okay. The dog wags its tail, you know, it wags its tail so fiercely, its entire rear end goes back and forth that happily barks after, almost like trying to say thank you. <sighs> and more as you catch up, uh, Nevitz, you can now see the edge of where. The Carnivale ends, and you can see the the muddy footpath that's well-worn leading from the tent area down through the forest to the creek bed, where it will wind back to the side gates of the town of Evermore. Okay. Um, Nevitz will push forward at a jogging pace, and he will call back to Jericho and Luthander, who have much better eyes than he does and ask them to keep looking for the red-tailed hawk. It might be an indicator of where we're headed. And he's just trying to make a beeline towards the path. All right, then. Lathander, see if you can spot that hawk. Okay. The 10 on the die, plus... I think... I'm... Plus 7. Yes, 17 perception. Okay, yeah. So, as you gaze up through the denuded branches of the trees... You can actually see that familiar hawk perched on one gnarled branch sticking out farther than the others, and it has its back turned towards you and is facing where you can see winding down the trail just on the horizon, the edge of your line of sight. You can spot a couple of figures ahead of you. Uh, I'm going to suggest, I was about to suggest we spread out, but that's probably not going to be our best approach, is it? feel this party was meant to split up. It's what we do. It's worked out every time so far. It's worked out every time. Nothing's gone wrong. Oh, you're nearly married now. Yeah. (laughs) Ah, I mean, who knew the start of this day? I suppose I'm imagining if they're ahead that there'd be advantages to not all coming in at once, perhaps even if we're in two groups. Uh, But if we're jogging, it might be hard to have this conversation. Uh, we'll, we'll certainly let you know. I'll, I'll let everyone know that I can see the, the figures. What are they doing, Nate? Are they moving as well, or are they paused? Yeah, they're walking to. They're walking ahead of you down the trail. Uh, they, they seem to be not quite a leisurely pace, uh, but they're not hurried. They look like they're shadowing something. And how long would you say? Well, how, how long would I estimate we've got at the speed we're going before we catch them? Uh, you could, I mean, if you if you were just to break out into a sprint right now, you could catch them within about 30 seconds. If you're just continuing your current pace of walking, it's going to be more like three to four minutes. I'll point them out to the group. Do we see two elderly figures or do we see three middle-aged men? So you can spot, so Lathander can spot a few figures down the road, but it's from this distance, it's hard to tell through the trees and the winding trail who exactly they are, since they're obviously a ways off, partly obscured, and you're looking at their backs. 
Did they not? Did they not have like a torch or anything like that? No, it's still daylight, so the, the, the trail is is not dark. Um, you have to be a little careful not stumble over a root or you know, misplace your feet, but otherwise, it's totally walkable in the day. And they don't seem to notice us or anything. Correct. They haven't noticed you. As we're all like jogging, can I just? Should we? They haven't noticed us. Should we ambush them? I mean, I think surprise is the only skill we're gonna have against three priests. Lure them into a trap, maybe. Perhaps the the best ambush would be the those of us who are quietest to go out on the edges, and those of us who are biggest and going to collect their attention away from us. Devitt says, looking at at Wale. Uh, if if he would slowly approach from the front, we would collapse in from the sides. Oh yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Sounds good. Eric, thumbs up. Etwale, if you are willing to continue at a walk, the rest of us will try to stealthily jog aside. Just give us two or three minutes before you uh, put yourself completely visible and then make a sound of challenge. Or if you see two older people, make a sound of warning. All right. I'll try to distinguish between the two sounds. <laughs> I, I would recommend we mix uh, martial and casting. I'll go with Jericho to the left. Luthander of Moore, if you would go to the right. Yeah. Okay. Nevitz looks to Jericho. Ready? Jericho gives a little nod and kind of sort of slows her pace a little bit and like loops around to the side where you're going. So we will go for the double pincer maneuver. All right, double pincer. I love what a plan is complicated. <laughs> with that, I need each half of the pincer to give me a stealth check. Is it a united stealth check will cover everyone, or are we each doing it? So, as per rules, as long as half of the people pass it, then the group passes it. Okay. okay. The halfling rolled a one, but halflings re-roll ones. This is true. It is known. 12 15. on the die, plus 8. Here we go. Okay. Lathander's good. Nevitz is good. We got a 10. A 19 total for me. Yes. Jericho's good. Yeah, okay. Go. All right. So the so miraculously, you manage to stealth your way through all the, you know, the dry, crumbly leaves in the in the forest floor and through all the dry, twisting branches that could easily snap with an errant step if you brushed against them, but you dodge all of those obstacles and manage to come up upon your quarry. We can see three men all of the build and demeanor that looks like they're accustomed to a life of violence. And you can see on the, the back of their jackets uh, that they've drawn over themselves is a bit of a vest where you can see the same symbol on their vest that was on the moonshine shack that the bear led you to. One of the men has a short sword drawn and you can catch in the dim light from coming between the branches of the trees that there is a stain of crimson upon it. Oh. But that looks like these men are are not noticing you because their attention is fixed on an old man and an old woman who are about another hundred feet or so down the trail, completely oblivious to the danger around them. So it looks like these guys are trying to sneak up on them, basically? It does. They're trying to... The irony, of course... They're trying to sneak up on the old folks, and they are unaware that you have snuck up on them in return. Jericho kind of shrugs and like looks at Nevitz. Stop them. Nevitz looks up to Jericho and says, I think we wait. I, I think Adewale is quarterback in this operation. So, oh, uh, God. <laughs> <laughs> because we, Jericho and Nevitz can't talk to Moore and uh, Luthander, so there's only one guy in the middle to give the go for it. Blue for you. Blue for you. Uh, Nevit draws his uh, scimitar, and he's ready. Um, how far am I from him? Yeah, because you're because you're big, so you're about you're about another sixty feet back on the trail to avoid sticking out like a sore thumb. Okay, I'm gonna want to speed up a little bit so that I'm like forty five feet away. Okay, I still want to kind of like not uh, draw attention to me yet because I don't know what's going on right now. So Adwal is just trying to assess the situation. I'm, I'm like uh, I put a little bit of a text there, like give me a good insult. Knowing that Jericho wants Nevitz to lend her his voice, he looks he looks Jericho straight in the face and says, 
with a face like that, I know why you'd make alcohol. All right, so that that <laughs> voice, right? What he just said there, like as soon as Nevitz soon... tried to sound bigger than a halfling, he he definitely dropped an <laughs> octave on purpose. Yeah, yeah, but I'm gonna make it like way louder. I'm gonna make it like boom really loud, so it like distracts these three dudes and they look around and they're surprised. That's but my goal. Nevitz Nev- Nev- just puts up the hand. Wait, 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 wait for Eddie. I'm like vibrating with tension there. All right, so am I am I good? Am I closer without being noticed? Do I want me to roll? No, you're good. Awesome. Um, with my higher vantage point, do I see what they're going after? Yeah, you can see it looks like these these three guys are about to jump these two old folks. Okay, and distance closed was... Okay, I don't know why I'm getting all mathematical on this. Um, assuming that we're not... We're further away, so where the older people aren't disturbed, per se... I'm going to raise my voice a little bit, and I'm going to give it a good old, hey, you guys. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going through puberty. So, and as you do so, the moment you say that, the three men turn on their heels and quickly reach for their weapons, saying that you have got the drop on them. I think, I think at this point, like Jericho opens her mouth. And then, same same thing, but way louder. So Nevitz, go ahead. Way louder. With a face like that, I see why you make alcohol. <laughs> it's like booming across, like, like, they like turn around and they just get hit with an insult. We're talking like several octaves higher. Several octaves indeed. And so as, as you turn, you see uh, one of the men with a angular, like not entirely rough face seems to, to take exception to this comment. Give him a little blue steel snap of the head. Hey, how dare you? This is vicious mockery, by the way, I was casting. Yeah, please do. So, uh, they make, uh, I think it's 14 save. I got my D4. I'm ready to smack someone with some psychic damage. I'm ready to bruise an ego. The most handsome of the three killers winces and fails to save. Nice. I'm rolling my trans dice. My fellow's uh, creations trans dice. There we go. <laughs> just two points down the hallway. Two points of bruised ego coming at him. He's he's having a hard time. What's the other effect, Foxy? I know disadvantage. It's, they have disadvantage yeah. on, yep. on whatever they're doing next. And so as he uh, staggers back blood running from his, his nose from the sheer stabbing pain of the insult that Jericho has laid into him. You see the man pull out the, the sword from his sheath snarl we'll see who's bad looking after I slice off your face as he makes a charge towards Jericho. Zing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to be like I like, I like point my finger to Nevitz to be like, he said it, you know, like, it like has like the text above my head say, he said it, you know, like, not me, <laughs> like. I just want to say before we get too far in that I've got my bow, uh, by the way, drawn. I swear to God, I thought you were going to say I'm leaning on my staff. I thought that, <laughs> that's how you're going to start the combat. <laughs> I was waiting for it. No, no, I'm not feeling like it's a staff leaning moment. But if you all need a morale boost, I'm happy to do it for you. <laughs> More, you're up. Okay, um, I'm just gonna kind of like peek around the tree that I've been hiding behind and shoot out a um, sacred flame okay. to the one that Jericho hit. Okay. That's a 12. Does a 12 hit? 12 does not hit. Um, cool. I just poked behind the tree. Uh, but Sacred Flame <laughs> is a that, that's not a Sacred Flame is a deck save, save not a yeah. oh yeah 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 okay they have to not attack roll the dice yes they have to beat a 14 oh. 20 oh, yes. fortunately it has you know, as you fire out this blast of radiant energy uh, the man dodges to the side gives more a look ooh I'm mad at you please don't be Lathander you're up 
Okay, Luthander is uh, going to move out from behind the tree as well, yep. take a shot, and uh, and keep moving. So I'm trying to get a shot in without getting spotted. Okay, yeah, you can you can move, shoot, move. That's a whole yep. totally a thing. That's what I'm doing. Natural twenty. Yes. There you go. Okay. Uh, so, roll your double damage dice. Oh. And because the character is in melee with Jericho, it also counts as a sneak attack. Sure, so One day six. That's plus a four. lot of damage. So, so I'm not going to say that. Yeah, so 2d6 plus 4. 2d6 plus 4 plus 46. Plus 1. Plus 46. We're still, we're still first level, mate. Uh, yes. Take a 4d6, that's cool. Uh, it was a crit on the sneak attack. Yes, yeah, so short bore is 1d6, which becomes 2d6 plus 4. And then you you add the... You can add two... You, you, we'd add 2d6 for the crit, but not not 4d6. Because we have 1d6 st- uh, sneak attack at first level. Oh, yeah, you're right. So, yep. First level. 2d6 plus 4 so plus 2d6. I'm, I'm rolling 3d6 plus 4. 4d6. 4. 4d6. 4d6. Four. Final answer. Okay. Mag- magical. Two. One, it's going so well. Four, seven, nine. Nine plus nine. four for thirteen. Can you just can you describe this shot for us as you get this okay. incredible yeah. bow shot off on the thug? So I, I roll around the so I kind of spin around the tree, start moving, pause for just a second, take a shot. As soon as I get the the opening. Before I see whether the arrows hit, where it's going, I uh, crash down and run at least another two sort of sets of trees around just to, to get some distance from where I let the shot go and uh, and just drop down to one knee and look around the tree. Okay. Uh, and as the arrow sinks into the, the thug's side, he just gives out this cry of, Compatriot looks to him, snarl, pulling out his own weapon. He points an accusatory finger towards the man that Lathander just shot. Says, Oi, get your act together there. You know we don't get our pay unless we kill them old folk. If these Shizat want to get in the way, we kill them too. As with weapon drawn, the man charges for Nevitz. And his compatriot, likewise, still holding one bloodied blade, pulls out a second short sword, one in each hand, and snarls, Oi, Archer boy, you want to dance? As he rushes for Lathander. What about me? Adewale, up to you. They're ignoring me. I'm going to rage. <laughs> and I'm going to take out my javelin. I'm going to throw it at the most injured person here that there is. Okay. That was What'd you get? Okay. Okay. That's two crits in a row. Let's go. Two D- D6. So, so, 10 total damage. I wrote a one and a five. All right. So as uh, as Adewale pops up, somehow still unnoticed by this gang of killers, he hurls a javelin that lands right in the left buttocks of this man who's already been shot and burned with a really sick insult by Jericho. And he jerks in pain. Ugh! Still staggering with both arrow and javelin jutting out from in different angles. All right. Nevitz, you're up. Oh, I wanted to move as close as possible as far as my movement would allow. That's fine. Seeing that one is injured and getting ready to attack uh, Jericho, Nevitz will incur an attack of opportunity to run past the one that's next to him and try to interpose himself between both the one attacking him and the one that was coming after Jericho. And he will take one attack on the one attacking Jericho. Okay. So 
first attack of opportunity on the one in front of you. And Nevitz ducks under the sword as it comes at him, and he just comes up in front of Jericho so she can cast a spell, and he will attack the one that was barreling down on her. 13 on the die for a 19 to hit. That'll hit. Uh, six points of damage total. And so as Nevitz deftly interposed himself between Jericho and this belligerent but not entirely unphotogenic thug, Nevitz jabbed his scimitar into the man's abdomen, and he lets out a... as he drops his sword, and as he staggers backwards, clutching the wound, he's, no, now I'll never be able to get these three coins to my girlfriend, as he falls over dead. <laughs> as the, the other bandits cry out, Daniel, no! <laughs> Nevis just shakes his head and he says, you think you got it bad. My brother's going to accuse me of stealing a kill. Jericho, back to you. Oh my god. Well, I'm going to look at one of the other guys and call yourselves bandits. This guy went down without really any contest. What's up with that? Like, there's like big, like, flashing what's up with that? And, and bold, um... Uh, Is it in Comic Sans? <laughs> sure, it's in Comic Sans font. The, the, the most Flash. insulting of fonts. All right. Okay, it's, I guess that's 14 to... 14 to save on Vicious Mockery. What's up with that? What is up with that? Ah, but he knows exactly what's up with that because your joke has no effect on this man who's enraged by the death of his, his poor compatriot who only wanted to do right by his girlfriend and that's what drove him to banditry. Anything else you got, Jericho? What is up with um, that? Um, well, I'm pulling my axe off my belt and kind of stepping back. Okay. The, the dying thug continues to die dramatically. <sighs> Alright, going back to the previous conversation, I have a new most hated NPC. It's this sad sack you keep throwing at us. <laughs> I'm gonna poke behind a tree, try another little little flame, a little sacred flame. Choo-choo. See if or they roll, they roll. I just yep. want to roll dice. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Boom. Alright. Yes, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with wanting to roll dice. I got a nat one if anyone cares. <laughs> Get it out. That's it. So the, the thug ducks down as the flame arcs right over his head, you know, barely singeing the top of his hat. Lathander, you're up. Uh, last time I'd been hoping to s- stay hidden. That clearly didn't work so well if he was running at me. So uh, I am going to pop up around the tree, take another shot. What sort of distance are we at now, Nate? So there's the the, the thug is run, that's running at you. Yes, is about ten feet away, and the one that is that, that ran to go and try to fight Nevitz and Jericho is about thirty feet away, on the other side of the trail. Okay, I'm going to take a, a shot at 10 feet. Okay. And... Fourteen. 14 hits. Damage. Six plus four. Ten. Ten. This is the easy... Lathander drops an arrow into this man's chest, piercing through his leather armor. You see that he staggers... Like he's going to lose his footing for a moment and then up and then rights himself as he continues rushing forward towards Lathander. Okay, and what? so for my move action, I'm going to use the tree or mm-hmm. if there's more than one, I'm going to use the trees to try and you know, pivot around. You know, okay. Yep. Like I'm five years old or seven years old playing. <laughs> You're in a Bugs Bunny action. cartoon? Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and then go around the side. Yep, that's right. All right. Uh, so the nearest bandit lashes out at Nevitz, and a twenty-three hits. Uh, yes, and because I was already down three hit points, Nevitz falls unconscious <sighs> as the the thug jams his sword into Nevitz's ribs and just, And that was for Daniel. As the other thug chases Lathander around and around the tree, needing to spend all of his movements. To try to go after him. He's 
He can dash his way up to catch you, but he can't also attack you this round. <laughs> so your your Roadrunner Wily e. Coyote move did pay off. I'm singing Pop Goes the Weasel. Uh, no. Pop Goes. <laughs> Please do. Adwale. <laughs> All right. The scene where ne- Nevitz goes down, describe that again to me one more time for me, boss man. So, so Nevitz had bravely interposed himself between the two of the thugs and Jericho, and then the remaining thug that was standing took his short sword and stuck it right in the halfling's ribs. <laughs> Nevitz! And am I close enough to get to him and swing, or do I have to dash? No, you're close enough to get to him and swing. I'm going to get to him and swing with everything that everything has. With extra everything. Do it. That's good. All right, that's a 12. 12 is going to miss as you Rawr. swing and you, you come, your blade comes so Rawr. close to almost clipping off this guy's nose. As it just cuts the air in front of him. Okay. Nevitz, uh, give me a childhood memory. Nevitz's earliest childhood memories are, I mean, even when he was, you know, three, four years old, he realized he was much smaller than the world around him. So he's just, he was a toddler just barely sitting up. But even then, his adopted mother and father would sit him up as he would watch his sisters cast smoke and pyrotechnics around themselves as they would dance just for hours and hours training. And he, the first thing he really remembers is learning to slap the ground in tune with the music as his sisters would dance all about the tent day after day. Uh, and he just always remembers they were just so much bigger than him and he knew he was always safe when he was around them and no harm could possibly befall him as long as he was surrounded by friends. <laughs> with that, Nevitz, please roll a death save. <laughs> oh my gosh, don't you feel a little bit guilty at all? I rolled a nine, so that's a failure. That's a failed death save, so one failed death save for Nevitz. Bringing up Jericho again. Well, um, I have some healing I can do. Can you? A healing word, I think it's called. Alright. You still have that spell slot? That's a good question. I don't think I The answer is no. We're we're down to cancer. The answer is no. Yeah, I've used up pretty much everything I got. Um, Is there a healing cantrip? Well. There is not. I guess I'm just gonna just run at him with this axe. Hacking at him. Just step out in front of him so my friend doesn't get cut down while he's on the ground bleeding out. Fair, fair. That's a nat 20! Let's go! Alright, let's do it. I got the big D6 too. Let's go. (laughs) How big is this D6? It's huge. It's like a baseball. That's some big D6 energy right there. This is a big D6 energy. Right. Uh, oh, that's a too. Let's go. And six. Tokyo has fallen. Yes. Six. Okay, do I, I get to roll it again, right? Roll tw- yep. No. Okay. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yep. Come yeah. on, let's go. Two D6s. Let's go. All right, that's three more. That's three more. That's nine. Nine. So many. Do you have any uh, in, in your... What's your strength a... bonus? Oh, I think I, I... Do I have a bonus? I think I do. Is it a negative? Uh, no, I don't think it's a negative. A negative Let's bonus, see. you know? Depends on your perspective. Sorry, my roll 20 is just... Okay, here we go. Here we go. Um, your strength is n- plus two. Yeah, plus two. So, yeah. 11. 9, 10, 11. 11 points. 11. As I just slam this axe into this dude's neck or something. Yeah, and so you, you slam the axe into his... Uh, right where his shoulder meets up with the side of his neck. And yeah. just blood spurts everywhere. Whoop, whoop. Like a, like someone uh, unleashed a hose, as the man staggers and, and cries out in pain, wheeling towards Jericho with red in his eyes and murder on his face. I got murder on my and right. dies. Oh, okay. Back to more. What you got? Um, can I, if I dash, make it to Nevitz in this turn? Yes. Okay, I'm going to do that, but that leaves me with no actions available, so I'm just going to, like, in character, just, I will dash to him and just kind of, like, put my hands over his wound and just look at him panicked. Okay. Good panicked teenage reaction. Lathander, what are you doing with uh, with this man who's, who's chased you around the tree 
where he can actually catch up to you. So he has caught up with me? He has caught up with you. Right. That's a bit I was hoping wouldn't happen. Uh, okay. So but He had to use his full move last time to do it, but he caught up to you. Yeah, okay. Um, during the chase, would I have been able to uh, switch to my rapier? Or is that yes. something... Yes, okay, right. great. So I will attack with my rapier. All right. If he's called me. Yep, let's do it. 14 plus 6, 20. That hits. Okay. That's a 7 plus 4, 11. All right. And so as you, as you the man chases around, chases you with the, with the tree, arms pumping, you know, doing the, the Tom Cruise run as he rushes to catch up to you <laughs> just as you as you wheel around and jam your rapier right through his face. He stands there for a moment and then slides off your weapon and dies. Yes. 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 And so the remaining thrug uh, howls with pure rage as he lunges at Jericho with his short sword. Is uh, Will my... Sentinel feet activate at this point? Uh, no, you're not close enough for that. Damn. 22 for 6 damage on Jericho. I'm taking some damage. I think I have 7 HP. So. Yeah, Jericho, so you have a single hit point left. Okay. He poked you. Done. Alright. And it then goes back to Adwale. I'm gonna swing again. Going for his head. Off with his head! Well, that's much better. 19. 19 hits? Awesome. And as I swing my greatsword down at his skull, the base of his neck, or wherever I'm aiming, the normal lightning that would normally just trickle along the blade is now raging like a thunderstorm along with my pure anger for this man who took down my brother. The lightning is really good. Okay. 14 total damage plus four. 18. All right. The lightning arcs through the, the man. He howls in anger as he turns wide-eyed towards Atawale. You know, blood running from his mouth. Weapon still gripped in his hand. Oh, plus two for rage. Sorry. Nevitz, give me an unpleasant childhood memory. Uh, I, it, it wasn't even, it's barely childhood. It was only, you know, three years, so adolescence. But in, I think it was probably when Moore pressed her hands against Nevitz's side. He, it, it was what came at the end of it. It was when he first met Edwale. Um, they were just in a town doing, you know, General Carnavale. And a bunch of young children, eight, eight, nine, ten years old, but obviously bigger than Nevitz, had caught him unawares. And he normally knows enough to you know, get away if he sees, especially young thugs, because they want to beat up on smaller people. And they were just uh, kicking him. He was on the ground in the fetal position. And he just heard what sounded like meat smacking against meat, uh, as Ade must have knocked all three children across the way and he just remembers you know having a gentle touch on his back uh, as he was introduced to Adwale who barely spoke common and that was how they they first met and he brought them brought him back into the camp and uh, introduced him to the Blue Veil troop and I think that comes to his mind as uh, Moore's hand comes and presses uh, the bleeding wound on his side alright now just reminder you roll a one on this Reroll. Nevitz dies well, Nevitz is a halfling, so he would re-roll. If he rolls two one, he would die. Please, uh, make the roll. Natural 19. One ah, second. okay. Jericho, back to you. Is, are all the peeps out now? Or all the nope, what, the bandit that wanted to stab you is still up. Oh, yeah, he's still going. Um, well, you know what? I'm going to keep hacking at him. Screw this, dude. Um, okay, that's, uh, ooh, that's 18, um, I think 19, 20-something to hit. That'll hit. Yeah. More than enough. That's 
Big D6, let's go! Oh, no. Five, six, seven points. As like, right. as like, I basically take the axe, like where I'm hacked at the side of his neck, and I slide it down through his chest and like rip it out. All right. As you do so, you see that the the man gurgle, blood fountaining up from his mouth, as he tries in his dying moments to provide some form of exposition. But with his heart cleaved out, you see this this large red bubble form in his mouth and then pop, and he falls over dead. Well, Gerald's on the board. Meanwhile, you see that the just above the trail, up about maybe another 40 feet in the trail, are two utterly horrified-looking folks, the elderly couple that they've been stalking through the woods. I take my bloody axe and I like point at the dead dudes on the ground. I, I don't like, just, like shrug and like look at my friends. Look at these two old people. We're out of combat now, right? Correct. Okay. So um, Moore has her hands pressed against uh, Nevitt's wound, and she's like, "Crap, crap, crap, crap!" And I'm gonna shout over my shoulder, "And Wally, Luthander, the health potion." Ow, Wally's mind's on overdrive. He's already going to the old people. Still enraged, but enough common sense to where he's, like, not going to kill people right away. Uh, Do you know how to save people? Then the the old woman just looks up to Adewale. Up, up, up. Your lip trembles. We're we're just lay clergy. We don't use any gifts. Useless. Saved your lives. Stay away. And he runs back. Yeah, Luthander, while, while Adewale is doing that, Luthander is going straight over with the potion. All right. Roll the potion then. How do I do that? So, for a <laughs> healing potion in 5th edition, a standard healing potion, the number that I should remember right now is 2d4 plus 2. Am I able to guess guidance on this? No, not for potions. <laughs> Guiding the potion. I like the way you yeah. think. Two D four. That's a three. Three. And a four. Seven. Seven plus two is nine. Plus two. Nine. It's well, more hit points than Nevitz has, I think. Uh, we'll do ten. I'm, I max out of ten. Okay, so you got well, nine. We'll, nine out of ten. We'll call, we'll call it. Uh, we'll call it eight, just to do, to stick with Nevitz's mathematical skills. Oh. <laughs> but single digits, I'm good at. I can do those ones. Yeah, all right. They're, they're cool, short. Cool. Yeah, nine. Personally, Stephen appreciated Dakota's trying to make most economic use of clergy, and then nature's made them lay clergy. So I fully, I, I, I'm picking up what Addie's putting. Yeah. And again, like if you, if we must place blame at anyone in this scenario, it's clearly Gooey Cube. If you have any issue with this, you're welcome to go and take it up with them at gooeycube.com. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, Nevitz comes too, and he looks about, and I assume he sees possibly Ade running back, looking angry, um, and the rest of his friends around him. And he just breathes a sigh. Do we get all of them? Are the, are the clergy safe? Standard nods, yes. Although they, I think they, they might be a little bit confused as to whether we are good people or not so good people from their perspective. I have a Entirely question. fair. So, like, I'm, I'm poking at some of these dead bodies. I'm going to try to see if one of them is still, like, slightly breathing. And I look at the others. Let's tie him up and then feed him a healing potion. Uh, they're, they're all dead dead. You've, they're all dead you've dead. thoroughly I, brutalized. Yeah, okay. Well, you were, you were quite explicit. And yeah, de- definitely how much you were killing I them. Have. Yeah, I'm. I'm just right now. I'm just poking around with my axe, trying to see if any of them are still breathing. I, I, I hear. I hear you. I thought an interrogation might have been helpful as well. But yeah, I just didn't think about it. I had. I was really mad. Well, I did just about kill you, so that seems fair. And as you take stock of the situation, you see the old woman gasp as she points a finger at. One of the dead thugs says, oh, I know that man. Really? Not. Yes. He came to the chapel not not four days ago 
offering to buy the chapel for some mysterious benefactor. But of, of course we refused. We, we cannot give up a land that is not even ours. It belongs to the gods and the faithful. He was not very happy with that answer. May I ask which god do you serve? Ah, yes. As we pause while I recheck the notes for this, because it is in there. I just, it's on the other page that I must turn to. We'll take that out and post. Um, the, so they are lay clergy of the goddess Viana, the life giver, uh, goddess of summer, agriculture, and growing things. I have that written down. Of course um, you do. Patron of farmers, ranchers, and all who raise crops. What was her name? Sorry, one more time. Viana. I, I think Nevitz actually has a slightly, I won't say crestfallen, but maybe befuddled face because that was not the answer he expected. Um, and he does look to the two and say, I'm sorry, did did you have a, a younger uh, male colleague as well who helps you run the run the church? The, the, the old man you know, nods and is, is the fraud process. Yes, Hector, but he... We were separated during the carnival, and I assumed that he must have just gone back to the chapel early, which is why we were on our way as well. Why do you ask? Strange magics have befallen our group of late, and we have seen images of your friend murdered by these three behind us. This is why we pursued them as we did. There's a gasp from the old woman as she lets out, right? No, but but why? Why would people do such a... Horrible thing. We, we harm no one. We honor the gods. We tend to the farms. Unfortunately, madame, I think you provided the reason in your earlier description of how you first met these. If it pleases you, we can escort you down to the creek. I suspect that's where your friend's body lay. Please, we, we owe him that dignity at least. Oh, and uh, just when the townspeople talk... When you give testimony, these people were about to kill you. Please don't understate that fact enough. The old man nods as he puts a hand on the old woman's shoulder and says, Do not worry. Although you may be Shazat and therefore outside of polite society, we will make sure that everyone knows you were not at fault in this particular instance. Yes, and remember it was us who saved you, not your god. It's a little... Harsh, I think. Perhaps the honor works in mysterious ways. No, you'll, not you'll at all. You'll forgive my sister. We Shazats are very straightforward with our feelings. Oh, it's it's quite all right, young man. We're we're aware that you are a, a superstitious folk, but we, we don't hold that against you. We are quite open-minded in the town of Nevermore. Thank you. And just so you know, the demons will attack us if we don't search the bodies of these dead. So we will we will search them very rapidly. Uh, Navitz has already discussed it. He wa- he's also Luthander take this. <laughs> L- Luthander's, while Navitz is uh, searching the bodies, uh, Luthander's going to ask, say, I'm going to say that we overheard them speaking of a dagger and that they needed a dagger of some description, some sort of magical dagger to do the killings. D- does that mean anything to you? They both look wide-eyed. Certainly sounds of Ill intent and foul magic. We, we know nothing of this. Nevitz gets wide-eyed all of a sudden, and he looks up to see if he can see the red-tailed hawk, and if it saw this entire scene unfold. Uh, so, Nevitz, when you look up, you see that the the hawk looking down at you, unblinking with its, its beady, shining eyes, and then after a moment, it flaps its wings and flies off to the east. Do I get? I've got a hundred and twenty foot range. Can I get one shot with the firebolt? You sure can. Drop this thing. Oh boy. Oh god. That's uh, a ten total. Uh, it flies past, missing the tail of the hawk. Um, certainly, at least showing your intent. All right. Uh, what is the group doing now? Uh, I wasn't joking. We loot the bodies. Uh, so on the bodies, hmm. um, there's there quality leather armor that they're all clad in. Each of them has a short sword. One of them has actually has two. Uh, they all have a brace of daggers on them for some sort of quieter, more discreet killing. Uh, and then between them, uh, you can see that 
crowbar, a billy club, cherry wood pipe, a leatherwood pouch containing some vanilla scented pipe leaf, tinderbox and flint, uh, some rather dry looking cigars, a lockpick set, a brass ring, a silver flask of that's half full of moonshine, uh, and a leather coin pouch uh, that contains nine golds, three lex, and 18 silves. And on one of them, a, a, a half-written scroll, it seems to be a heartfelt apology to some unnamed woman promising that he's going to make up not listening to her bardic saga. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Aside from that very um, human factor, uh, there was no other notes of conspiracy or plans, maps. Nothing. No, not on them. Can we check the flint to see if maybe one's missing? I don't know if that's possible. And to confirm these were the guys that set the fire? Or like maybe they have soot on their fingers? So each of the flint sets has the same mark of the the smiling demon face with the two stalks of grain crossed behind it. And also, I wanted to compare their daggers to Lathander's just in case. So the, the daggers they have all look to be of, of normal make and mark. Although you see that the that one of the bandits has an extra sheath where it looks like a, a dagger should be there, but it's missing. Okay. I'll grab that and hand it to Luthander. Uh, I'm, I'm going to... So Luthander's going to suggest we get the... Uh, I was going to say costumes. No, the thing, the things with the uh, the symbol. The vest. And we yep. we give them to Adewale to carry in case we need them at some point. Okay. Mm. I think um, Jericho is going to grab the that like cheap cigar box and just like I get the flint. I guess right. Can I just strike the flint that's on them and light up a cigar uh, covered in blood? One <laughs> HP. My blood, their blood, my axe is bloody. I'm going to light up a cigar and just puff, puff. Pass. And, like, grit <laughs> my teeth, like... Schwarzenegger. <laughs> you know? Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Arnie, let's go. <laughs> you know what, Jericho? The, take inspiration for that. This is a great visual right there of Jericho... <laughs> Puffing a, a cheap cigar, just splattered in blood. Nate, have you described how uh, insp- inspiration counts in this game? I don't know if we've ever had it. No. So when you have inspiration, you can spend it to get advantage on a roll. So you can roll twice and take the better result. Beforehand. Or you can also give inspiration to someone else in the group if you so desire. Nice. We're not using your rules. Yeah, but you make the call before the first roll. I just want to make sure. Uh, with zero judgment, Nevitz definitely passes the lock picks over to Lathander, assuming he'd be the one able to put them to use. Uh, and then he'll pick up um, the dagger. He, I don't have a need for the short swords, but he'll pick up the daggers as throwing weapons. All right. Even though this isn't my specialty, can I try to sleight of hand this moonshine? You sure can. Go for it. I'm watching. Just <laughs> oh, look over there, the hawk. Sleight of hand away. Why do I keep doing this virtually? Nine. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I saw that with my passive. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so everyone can see more pocket this, like so that you, you pocket she, it. She, she earned it. Like Nevitz tries to look everyone away. Everyone sees it, but my hands are shaking a little bit, covered with your blood, and I just put it in my pocket. I fair, want fair. those too. Share. Uh, yeah, but we're more than willing to uh, escort these xenophobic um, uh, locals. <laughs> down to the uh, creek to pick up the body of their probably equally xenophobic uh, local friend. Okay. They're uh, accepting. So, yeah, they're accepting of us as an inferior people. What, what, while we're walking down there, uh, Luthander's going to whisper, so I'm going to whisper to the group, should we go with them, see if we can spot something at the chapel? We shouldn't go in town I think that's a good... Uh, we don't go into town? Okay. Well, with them as our escorts, it might not be bad. I, the other one is, did anyone see the exact direction where the hawk... I mean, were we watching the hawk? Could we see a general direction? It flew uh, off to the east somewhere. 
actually, I mean, these are locals. Um, Nevitt uh, walks over to Moore and picks up one of the pieces of flint she was inspecting, and he, he puts it in front of them and asks if they've seen this symbol anywhere in the town. It's um, it's used as a, a symbol of recognition among one of the local guilds that was trying to murder you to take your your place of residence. The, the old man knit his brows, he squints to get a good look at this. Oh, yes, the Shiners. They're a, a bad, bad lot. Dealing with unlicensed liquors and thuggery, banditry, all sorts of foul and low work. Work? And like a little question mark. That means somebody hired these But then the, the, the old woman seems like, but who would want to hire killers to come after us? Your land. Sir, madam, <gasps> Normally, we are not welcome in town, but if you would be so willing as to escort us back to your place of worship after we pick up the remains of your colleague, we could search around uh, on your behalf to see what it is that might be enticing someone to pay for your murder. Old man puts his hand on the old woman's shoulder again and says, That is perfectly reasonable arrangement. Thank you. We will be more than happy to... Cover our fallen friend and do so. Oh, we're going to town. Going to town. We got yeah. an escort. We got some. We got some gold in our pockets. We're going to town. We just Let's have ninety more minutes on our shift before we can leave the carnival. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And uh, who's leading the group down to the the, the site where their comrade was killed? I, I think I asked it before, and I, I don't think it's Nevitt at all. But who like actually gets out of the camp the most and like pushes the boundaries to seeing how close they can get into town and seeing the sites around them? Is that anyone? Is anyone's character? Well, Adewale is big enough to where they don't really mess with him when he goes into town. So, like he had, like I would feel like he would have some kind of special permission, maybe, to go into town every once in a while when needed. But other than that, because Adewale has been going in and out of town his whole life, so he has no qualms with this. So is Adewale leading the way down the trail then? Adewale will lead the way. Luthander will stay pretty close to the lead. Okay. Just, just trying to keep watch. All right, so Adewale, give me a survival check to navigate this trail. Ooh, 19 on the die, plus 2, so 21. Okay, so following the path of where clearly there's been foot traffic through these woods, Adewale leads the group down a winding trail towards where it runs parallel to the creek outside of Nevermore. And that's where, as you're looking around, more out of the corner of your eye, you spot in the leaves this bloodied body of an old man in robes. Looks like he's clearly been savaged. You know, with his blank eyes just staring up uh, at nothing in the, the sky. And more, that's when you see the corpse move. Take out my moonshine. <laughs> Spin the cap. <laughs> tip it back. Put it back in my pocket. <sighs> Is anyone else seeing this? As I point to the now moving dead body. And as you point over to the body, everyone sees the corpse move as from a tree just next to it, you see an arm with a stick poking at the body. And out from behind the tree steps <clears throat> Smedley, who looks up at Lathander with worshipful eyes and says, See, I told you there was a body down here! As the old woman gasps in horror. And that's where we'll call it tonight. Oh, Smedley. Smedley the necromancer? <laughs> Smedley the necromancer. <sighs> hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us on Visions Veiled and Violent a D&D actual play of Gooey Cube's darkest dream adventure from the Red Star Rising campaign. Check out their amazing content at gooeycube.com. Also, a special thank you to Tabletop Audio for providing the fantastic music that accompanied this episode. As ever, please like, rate, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast. And, if you can, help us out at Patreon by supporting us at the $3 tier. We hope to continue to share collective storytelling with the community. And that's all made possible by your support. So please, tell your friends. Heck, tell your enemies if they like fantasy roleplay. Remember, you don't know the burden others have carried to arrive at your gaming table. So be kind. 
Safe travels until next week when we return to Visions Veiled and Violent.